0: Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And uh, we're going to get into it. It's uh, I was going to do the Vader intro. It's time. It's time. It's NFL quarterback draft ranking That's right. time. That's right. But uh, before we get into it, you got to see Tiger Woods back at the Masters playing competitive golf. He's, he's yep. committed to playing another uh, of the majors already with a third yep. TBD. Ha- yep. As a Woods fan, how are you feeling?
1: Um, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. I mean, well, first of all, let me preface this by saying you're really, you're just teeing me up here today with Tiger Woods and the NFL Draft, two of my very favorite topics, so thank you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, it was, it was fun seeing him round one was a blast. Um, I mean, I, I was able to, my work schedule worked out that I could watch a lot of it. And, and, uh, you know, he played fairly well and as, as expected as the week wore along, it felt like the endurance just wasn't there and the sharpness wasn't there. And, um, I, I think that's about, you know, a realistically ideal, uh, hope for this week was, you know, start out well, make the cut. Probably fade over the weekend, and that's exactly what happened. Um, but it was—I mean—it was just fun seeing him out there again. You know, given that—that that was—that that was, that was no certainty. Uh, far from it. And, you know, it was—it was a cool thing. Now, you know, last week we talked about him, and we talked about WrestleMania, and I thought of this on Sunday night in a way. I, to me, it was a little bit—a little bit like what we both thought about Stone Cold's return at WrestleMania two weeks ago, which is, it was a lot of fun. I'm not sure I need to see it on a regular basis. If, if that's how he's going to play, like, I don't want to see him struggle like that, you know, like, and I don't know. I mean, we don't know that answer yet, but that, that was the thought that came to mind is like, is fun going in the time machine. But eh, I mean, if, if that's the struggle that it's going to be, I don't really want to see that a ton
0: necessarily. It, it's one of those things, I think, where it was the first time, so sure. that's exciting. Sure. And if it's like Stone Cold, where you, it's not every week, it's, you know, he gets trotted out for the big moments right. and the big events. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. but the problem yeah. is he's still, I, I, this isn't a problem. This is me saying it's from. problem. But the yeah. problem of this compared to wrestling is he still looks like Tiger Woods, right? But it's not scripted to make him look like right. Tiger Woods, <laughs> right? Right. You right.
1: know exactly. Yeah. You, it's not. That's the difference between Stone Cold or what we saw for years with the Undertaker, and we would talk about how, like, you know, yeah, you can you can make it work where this guy's still elite even though he's not. Yeah, you're right. Golf is is not that. Um, and,
0: and the thing is, he looks because it's not like you're trotting out an old guy. No. You know, no. he looks like Tiger Woods looks, exactly, b- because yeah, you can't yeah. see the the scars from the surgery. leg and, and,
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could see his walk is different, um, uh, but, it, but it wasn't horrible. I mean, he didn't, you know, he didn't walk around uh, like, you know, Kevin Spacey and the usual suspects or anything. I mean, he, you know, he, he got around. Okay. There were times you could tell it was a, a, a painful exercise for him to walk, but, uh, thought he looked okay, but I mean, and that's to me, that's the thing. Is like I say, I I don't want to see that over and over, and I don't. But you you said it. It was the first time back, his first tournament in seventeen months. Um, so you hope. I mean, I hope that like okay, if he could do this a little bit more, he's never going to play week in and week out like he used to. He's been honest about that. That's not going to happen. But you know. A little bit more, a little bit more strength, a little bit more reps. That maybe he is, I mean, you know, he was good enough to make the cut at the Masters. So, you know, another year, maybe next year, he could be a contender at the Masters. Maybe he could contend at the British Open at St. Andrews. There's, there's good vibes there. Um, the British Open is a tournament that brings everybody together. It doesn't require power and, and physical dominance the way the others usually do. Um, and, and so maybe, but, uh, you know, I guess that's, that's my biggest thing is I just, I don't, I hope not to see this time in and time out, like either he can make a comeback and be competitive again, or he realizes like, Hey, I, I gave it my run. I gave it a shot and I'm not going to continue to do this. And that's what he says. So I hope that turns out to be the case.
0: Well, and then I wonder if what, what is next is gimmick stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, it's, it's I, I mean, also... cause I think there are two ways it could go. He could, he could go back to playing Phil and playing other, right. you know, guys, or you could see him. I could also see him pulling a, a LeBron and saying, I'll, I'm going to play these tournaments until my kids in them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the unique thing about golf. And, and because of his accomplishments, he's got, he's got exemptions into the masters, the PGA and the British open, until he's 60 plus because they'll they invite their former champions back until you know the u.s open is a limited window i think it's 10 years for a for a more recent champ the other three are you know well the masters is lifetime in quotes because they eventually kind of nudge you aside if you can't compete anymore um the other two i think give you until 60 or 65 so he you know he can continue to play these without doing anything more Mm -hmm. um and, and he could, but, you know, he has always said, and he said it prior to the Masters, that, like, if I don't feel like I can compete and I could, can win, I'm not going to keep doing this. So I, that's the interesting thing for me is, like, a year from now, two years from now, whatever it is, you know, maybe even after this season, if he thinks, like, man, I, I just, you know, I can't play enough to be sharp enough to compete. And that may be the thing. Because the, the, the reason that his score fell apart last weekend, 78-78, wasn't, I mean, he hit the ball well off the tee. His his distance control with irons was way off, and his putting was off. And and those are things that you just get better the more reps you have. And I don't know if he could get the reps to get better, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it, you got to just play to get the feels, to get the, you know, to be able to hit it 172, not 165 when you need to go 172. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and, and he was always such a, you know, master at that. And it was off this past weekend to be expected, but the key is, can he, can he get back to that level? Yeah. So we'll see. But the bottom line is for this particular week, it was really fun to see and I enjoyed it. And, and, you know, it was just good to see him out there. Good to see him seemingly appreciating the moment and, and yeah, you know, we'll, um, We'll see what the future holds, but, you know, apparently he's going to be at St. Andrews, which is exciting. That 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 excites me for the middle of July, no doubt about that.
0: And he, it, not only did he appreciate the moment, it seems like he was appreciated. Like, there was an acknowledgement oh, yeah. of, like, you know, generally speaking, we're glad he's back. For sure,
1: for sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's been interesting the last few years, you know, as, as time has gone on and after he missed, you know, basically most of two years at the back injuries and stuff that, you know, this, this generation of guys who are the stars now, they are the ones who were the kids growing up when he was dominant. And, and he's become, you know, the, the elder statesman icon, you know, these, these guys, they, you know, I mean, the guy who won Scotty Scheffler, you know, wears Tiger Woods shoes to play golf. <laughs> you know, I mean, like it's, it's, uh, it's interesting how time passes and, and, uh, you know these guys look up to him now and and he seems to have really kind of embraced that role as time has gone on too yeah for sure so it was cool it was cool and uh, you know i know you don't follow golf much so i won't spend a ton of time but credit old scotty shepherd man he's playing some great golf four wins this year and he's the number one in the world he goes out and wins the masters and pretty
0: impressive run he's on yeah i saw he uh no career wins to four career wins, yeah. uh, doubled yeah. his earnings, career yeah. earnings, and yeah. you know
1: I mean, he he had been a guy who you felt like was knocking on the door. He you know he was rookie of the year in 2020, I believe. Uh, had some you know close runs last year and hadn't broken through. And boy, I mean that that old cliche that gets thrown out a lot, like you know, well once he wins one, it's gonna he's just gonna win a bunch. And a lot of times that doesn't prove to be true. It's mm-hmm. proven to be true for him.
0: Yeah. Um. So, do you want to pivot now to talk quarterbacks? Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. It's it's time.
0: There appears to be a consensus top six from everything yeah. I've read. So let I mean, let's go through that real quick. It's yeah. Malik Willis of Liberty, Kenny Pickett from Pitt. Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati, Matt Corral from Ole Miss, Sam Howell from North Carolina, Carson Strong from Nevada, and then of yeah. of those, the sense I've gathered is Strong is sixth.
1: I was gonna, I was gonna say you might even say it's a consensus top five, and that Carson Strong kind of falls in 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 his own ele- own place as a tier, you know, second or third tier, depending on how you define the first five. Um, because, yeah, I haven't seen very many of any project him to go before any of those other five.
0: Yeah, and, and the only reason why I bother to loop him in at all is the Baker Mayfield draft, where, true. you know, true. the consensus was the there were three guys and then Mayfield, and then right. it was Mayfield followed by <laughs> three guys. One. Right, right,
1: <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. I mean, I know that the knocks on Strong appear to be that. One, he's got some significant injury history I think um, you know had had some injury problems at Nevada and also uh, you know you never know if you could trust this stuff but that he didn't he didn't make a great impression at the combine and meetings and stuff I heard that you know he he didn't wow people with his knowledge and you know the the you know the X's and O's type stuff so seems like he's you know I've read some stuff that has him like second round I would I'm, I'm gonna say I'd be surprised I'll This is just, you know, I'm not going to say shocked, but surprised if he goes before the fourth round. I see only those five guys go in the first two days. Yeah. Just based on need, too. It doesn't feel like a ton of teams are going to be like, Clamoring for a first or second string quarterback. Now on day three, it's you know it's up for grabs. I mean yeah. anybody can take a, a day three quarterback and make them their third string or fourth string or whatever. Yeah. But you know there's not there's not a ton of teams that you look at like well yeah they're definitely going to take somebody in the first two days.
0: Well, and it's all, the other piece of that is it. It's it seems a little chicken and egg. Now any of these guys could turn out to be great, but yeah. but it, but you don't have people. You know, talking about this with the tones of an Andrew Luck or a, okay. or a Matt Ryan,
1: even or Trevor Lawrence from yeah. last year or a Burrow, and 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 that is the thing. I mean, and maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm uh, being influenced by you know what other people are saying, and we we can't help but be. Well, I'm, but I'm, I'm 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 relatively uninspired by this group. I mean, it's just, it's, I think there's some decent players and they could, you know, but there's, there's nobody in this draft that I would like take to the bank. They're going to be successful. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. If, if five years from now, not a single one of the draft
0: guys that we're going to talk about is a starter in the NFL, I wouldn't be stunned. I think, I I think that's right. I mean, all of them have something, right. That makes you question like. Let's, you know, let's go through. So I think fair to say coming into the year, Corral and Howell were probably the two marquee names.
1: Of those five.
0: Of those five, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you know, last year at this time, you know, August of Spencer Rattler, who's still in college, but at a different college. But yeah, of those five, those were the guys that were most on the radar with a little bit of Malik Willis. I think yeah. there was enough buzz about him because of, you know, they had a pretty good 2020 and, you know, like, well, uh, he,
0: he, might, was might a, he was a big, big recruit. He just he was. didn't stay. He was at
1: Auburn. He was at Auburn when we, uh, when we went to see Auburn, he, he, yeah. he, he played one snap. I remember in a like a gimmick formation backing up Jared's did him. And uh, yeah, I mean, he, you know, he was kind of on there, but yeah, you're right. Uh, Howell was, was certainly considered a top of the draft possibility didn't have a great year. North Carolina didn't have a great year. Um, Corral did have a pretty darn good year, but but still has seemingly, you know, in, in the vein of kind of, you know, how, how it often happens. The guys who come into the year on the top, a lot of times we get bored with them, it seems like.
0: Well, and also for Corral, not a serious injury, but injured in, in the bowl game. But injured, game. And, and was banged up through the year. I mean, the way...
1: And some of that is on the way that Old Miss played offense last year. I mean, look, it worked. They won 10 games. They went to the Sugar Bowl. Lane but,
0: Kiffin's uh, job is to, to look out for is, Lane Kiffin. It's a win. <laughs> right.
1: And, and, you know, and some of it was caused by they had a ton of receiver injuries by midway through the year. I mean, when I, you know, I, I saw them opening week, and they had a heck of a good receiving core. And couple of those guys got hurt missed most of the year they were in and out of the lineup and they just you know it was like they had to run the quarterback in order to still be explosive and it worked but I mean, that game against tennessee i think he he ran it like 25 30 times like i mean and he's not that big so he doesn't you know he's not cam newton or or you know some of these guys where it's like yeah you could do that i mean it, it took its toll on him physically over the course of the year i think
0: for sure uh you know, and then you got the uh, upper Midwest, you know, Ohio River Valley, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter combination.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Pickett, who was a guy who, you know, was,
0: was nowhere shirt near senior. the radar. Redshirt Senior. Senior this year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Came back for his fifth year. The, you know, the extra year that, that he wouldn't have had otherwise. You know, he got the extra year from 2020. Um, and... Was you know I think probably coming into the year you you would have maybe maybe a day three pick maybe an undrafted free agent and had a great year really was was extremely impressive lifted Pitt to you know new heights conference championship uh, major bowl game um, you know he was a Heisman finalist he was he was the sensation of this year really there's always one it seems like that comes off the radar and and all of a sudden is is you know first round or top ten or number one. He was that guy this year.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, with Ritter, that Cincinnati just won, you know? They did. That's... They did, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, so so let's, I mean, you want to go through them one by one? Do we want to just, like, who do we like the best? What, how do you want to approach it?
0: Uh, well, give me, let's quick go through our, so my, if I were drafting, based okay. purely on what I've read, and, yeah. and what I know, I think my order would probably be Willis and Howell and Corral as the three, and then Pickett and Ritter behind. So you're, down on,
1: you're somewhat down on Pickett.
0: I, yes, it's possible that he put it all together, and that yeah. this is real. But there's part of me, and this is bad because it applies more to other positions, but there's part of me that thinks, give me the highest ranked kids out of high school, yeah, who have this natural ability, and then we'll figure it Need out because it because it seems to yeah. work that it seems to work that way for other positions. yeah, you know, yeah, guys I mean, who were nice. big coming out uh, of high school. Even if they don't put it together, they usually have a reason why they were so highly touted. Right, you know, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of,
1: if if I if I can put words in your mouth, tell me if you don't agree with him. You're kind of thinking Pickett might be a one year wonder. Everything came together just right, and he's he's really more the average quarterback he was for the first four years.
0: Yes, I I think no I think what I'm saying is. You know, maybe I'll be wrong. Probably yeah, will. Sure. But, well, gosh. We both have plenty
1: of those on our resume, so,
0: but, you know, why not? But to me, Kenny Pickett feels like the kind of guy where, like, well, I guess if he lands in the right situation, and I saw, I believe it was about him that he had, he had originally committed to, like, Temple with Rule. Yeah, maybe so. So. I, I, think it, I think I think that was what I saw. And so there are people who are saying, well, maybe that's where Carolina, Carolina. would like to go. Yeah. And it's like, OK, yeah. look, if he winds up in a situation that makes a lot of sense, maybe. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. Now
1: I would I would say I feel I mean, and you can say this about everybody. Uh, you know, I realize this is a statement, but I feel like that's especially true of everyone in this class. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think there's a guy who's good enough to overcome a bad situation. Uh, and that's hard to do for anybody, I mean, you know, but, but, uh, I think, you know, the, the rumors of, and, you know, get back to what we were talking about, but the rumors of like Malik Willis going to the lions at number two, like, oof, I don't, I don't like that for him at all. Um, I just think, you know, it's a, it's a rebuilding team. If he, there were rumors at the beginning of the draft prospect, you know, process that they liked him at 32 they coached him in the senior bowl, and, oh, they, you know, they had the Rams pick at the end of that's a totally different story. But the number 2 overall pick means he's probably playing almost right away, and I think that's a that's a bad situation for him if that's where
0: he lands. Yeah. Well, and that the, the problem with you know, I I have become much more of a believer in the you got to get the guys for the trenches and you know? Yeah. yeah. And then if that is settled, then go ahead. But when you're a team like the Lions, and I know, like, they just took Sewell. Sure. Um, you know, but, but, like... Make more picks like that. Yeah. But, like, yeah. you don't have to win the draft. You have to win no. football games. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And, and you know, like... Jared Goff's going to be there. And and Jared Goff is nothing special, but he's he's serviceable. He's fine. He's been to yeah. a Super Bowl.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And and so you could get by this year with him. And, I mean, now look, if if the right – you know, you like somebody at 32 or I don't know if they have 33, I would assume they're, you know, or 34 or something like that. I'm mm-hmm. sure they have a high second-round pick. Maybe that's the spot where you take somebody if you like. But, gosh, with how good this draft is supposedly at, you know – Pass rusher, defensive line, overall, offensive line. I mean, you know, some of the wide receiver, like some of these positions, are thought to be really deep, really loaded. I just think, man, using a using a top ten pick on a quarterback this year just feels like a, a you're you're passing on a better player in the hopes of winning the lottery.
0: Yeah, well, do, I mean, it does feel to me a lot of like, especially when you're the Lions and you're holding all of these things. Yeah. Could you imagine a world where they just go, you know, O line, O line, D line, yeah, and you just say like, yeah, we're gonna run the ball. That's what we're gonna do. We paid Jamal Williams. We've got uh, what's his face Swift. We're yeah, who's been fine. Yeah, Yeah, he's been good when healthy.
1: Yeah, he's injury prone, but but he's good when on the field. Yeah, I mean. I agree. I mean, like, just don't rush it. Like, you can you can get a guy next year, next mm-hmm. year's class. And I know it's always dangerous to do the next year's class.
0: Well, but or happen, you but get everything right and you trade for Baker Mayfield.
1: You could, you could, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always somebody available. But really, I, I, I mean, I think on the surface, next year's class looks more enticing. Bryce mm-hmm. Young, CJ Stroud. Um, you know, there's a second tier of guys that are that are intriguing. Uh, the Kentucky quarterback, Levis. Uh, Miami quarterback Van Dyke. I mean, you, you know, these guys like people are intrigued by them. So, yeah, does that mean they're all going to be great? No, it does not. But there's more out there than it feels like this year. So, and and the same with. I mean, I know Carolina is desperate for a quarterback, but like I think if you, I mean, I would say if someone asked me right now, put put ten dollars on a coach who's going to get fired next year. Matt Rules my choice like he feels like he is he's a dead man walking going into next year. So can, I just don't think it's a good spot for a quarterback.
0: Can we make him ASU's coach? Just throwing that out there. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. I mean, hey, I'd be intrigued by that. He had college success, no doubt. He he seems like he might be over his head in the NFL, but he'll have he'll have openings in college if somebody wants him, but he'll have a mm-hmm. chance and sure, I wouldn't hate that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, so so I'll say my initial thought is I like Pickett and Corral as my top two guys and then probably Willis and then drop down to Howell and
0: Ritter. Um, yeah, I, you know, think, the, I think Ritter's at the bottom of this for, me, for both it, of us.
1: I, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm guilty of probably small sample size looking, but I watched them play against Alabama in the playoff, obviously, and I watched them play last year in the, in the bowl game against Georgia, the Peach Bowl, and I just wasn't impressed either time. And I know that's Alabama and Georgia and they're, you know, great teams and that Cincinnati doesn't have, you know, one to twenty two the ability to match up with those two teams. I get that entirely. I'm not saying he had to win those games, but I just didn't see it. Like I didn't see special. I, so yeah, I, I'm I'm lukewarm on him, I'd say. Um, I like Sam Howell a lot, but I, I do wonder if that gimmicky offense at North Carolina is going to be difficult to, you know, coat out of him. Um, that it just, I don't know, that that's not an offense. I mean, spread offenses and all that, yeah, they exist in the NFL, but the North Carolina offense was very, you know, we're just going to run a ton of plays, we're going to run the quarterback a ton, simple concepts, and like, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be a great adjustment to the NFL. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I guess what I view it as is he's he's got the arm strength. Yeah. He, yeah. You know he's mobile enough for sure. Yeah, he is.
1: Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. I mean he, he you know he draws comparisons to a a Mayfield type player. He's kind of undersized, can mm-hmm. run. You know, uh, big arm. You know, but yeah, I don't know. I just. I, and, and look, I mean, they lost a lot from 2020 to 21. Lost two running backs that went in the first two days of the draft. Lost two receivers, I think, that went in the first two. You know, So it's tough. But the drop-off from, you know, what, nine, ten wins in an Orange Bowl to six and six was concerning to me. And it's not all on him by any means. But I guess you just you hope to see a quarterback, you know, raise their team. And that's what Pickett and Corral did. And that's why I'm probably the highest on them because they did that. They went out and, and improved their team this year and got them to heights that they weren't expected to get to. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a dangerous, you know, thing to, to go off of because, you know, football is a team game. It's not all about the quarterback. I certainly know that. But I, I just like it. I like a quarterback who can, you know, deliver and, and have big moments in college. It gives me hope that they can have those big moments in the NFL. Yeah.
0: Um, so of these guys, you know, if, if you look at the league, who do you, is there a pairing, a match that you think makes sense? Like
1: team and player?
0: Yeah. Like, and and not even necessarily for this season, but like, you know, the Colts and, or, the yeah, the Packers yeah. and yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's it's so tough because
1: you you know you never know where teams are going to be or they going to have the same code. I mean, I think the Colts is a very good landing spot if they choose to take a quarterback. Now, I don't know if they will because they you know they traded for Ryan and and they don't have a first round pick, so you you know you you got limited draft resources. Do you want to take your quarterback high? Who you know, if all goes well, will not play for you this year um but I like that team you know I think they've got good you know good foundation you talk about you know get your get your guys in the trenches and the, they got it. They got a good offensive line they got a good running back, good defense like, th- that's a team that whoever went there if, if you gave me Matt Corral with the Colts, I, I think that'd be great
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I mean I like I, I guess I guess if you know I said pickett Corral I, I'd probably, He's not gonna be the first quarterback taken and he might not go till the second round. But I would probably have Corral as my top guy. I, I just I think I like him the best of anybody. Yeah. I so for me, the
0: teams that I think about for this you know, the Colts obviously sprung to mind right away. Yeah, yeah. And then I think you kind of have to look around the league and think like Tampa might be an interesting fit. Sure, someone sure. Yeah, know yeah, brady was as good as gone right you know moments ago
1: and only signed through this year mm-hmm. so you know very likely at least at this point seems seems unlikely to be back there in 23 yeah. you might still be in the nfl but um yeah you know the saints saints are interesting too i suppose yeah. in that division um although i'm still hoping Jameis can seize that job and run with it but you know, mm. they kept the coaching staff fairly stable. Peyton's gone, but you know, same offensive coordinator, promoted the defensive coordinator, so you you don't figure, you know, huge change in what they do at least.
0: And then the team that's interesting to me, because of the weapons, depending on what they choose to do, is Seattle. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about them too. You know that's a good call. Like is yeah. that a is that a place where a Malik Willis makes sense? Yeah, you know? could.
1: Sure could. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the big question for for me with them is kind of what you're getting at, I think. Like what are they are they rebuilding by trading Ray Russell Wilson or are they going to keep these two receivers and, you know, let the offense be explosive? I mean, they never they never seem to totally trust that. I mean, it feels like Pete Carroll just prefers to play old school football if he has his choice, mm-hmm. and yet since Marshawn Lynch, they've not had the personnel to do that. You know, they've, they've never had a great offensive line, and even even in their Super Bowl years, they were not great on the offensive line, and then they've been worse since.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, so it's like, what what are they? But you're right. I mean, with the two receivers that they've got right now, that's an intriguing spot. You just you just wonder, are they going to pony up to keep Metcalf? They already paid Lockett. Mm-hmm. Lockett's made, you know, now they could trade him and keep Metcalf, I suppose. But are you going to spend that much money on the two receivers, you know, when when your philosophy appears to be, we don't want to throw the ball that much? That doesn't make a lot of sense if you go that
0: route. Yeah. And then you also have to wonder, like, does Metcalf want to be there? To be there, right. You know, because exactly. yeah. Lockett's yeah. under contract. He he can right. want to be there and not want to be there, but he's right. gonna right. be there if you want him. Right, exactly. You know, but yeah. with Metcalf, he could just say, "Look, I'm playing out this year, but yeah, he could. this isn't yeah. my. <laughs> I don't like Seattle. I don't like what you've done with the offensive choices right. you've made. Right. You know, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it does feel like they're
1: you know they're caught between extremes there. Like Pete Carroll, I think you know wants to play. Smash mouth ball control football and have a quarterback that's kind of a, you know, Alex Smith, uh, you know, take care of the game for me. But Mm -hmm. then they've got, you know, the strength of their roster right now is those two receivers. They don't have a great running back. I mean, Rashad Penny was pretty good at the end of the year, but he's hurt all the freaking time. So you you can't trust that he's going to be what he was the last three or four
0: games. Well, and, and, Um, you you know, you also waited how long for him to put that together?
1: Right, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was constantly injured, and, and and so, yeah, can you trust that, you know, maybe the lights clicked on for him, maybe, but I, I don't think you
0: can bank on that going into the year. No, not So, at all. I don't know. Seattle, to me,
1: I mean, like, when when the quarterback market was still kind of shaking out before the Watson trade and all that, like, there were rumors of, you know, okay, if Jameis is going to go here, whatever, and, and I even thought, like, and I really don't want Jameis to go to Seattle because I just, I don't I don't have good feelings about what Seattle's going to be this year. That doesn't mean you might not be a bad spot for a rookie. But, yeah. you know, Jameis' window is short if he's going to make it. And and I think Seattle could be straight. I mean, they were last place last year, and I, I think they might be further in last place this coming season.
0: My, my thought with Seattle is if you can get one of these guys on day two. Sure. Yeah. You know, sure, I agree. And then you play Drew Locke. You, you don't play yeah, well. Yeah. You get a couple draft picks and you say, all right, thanks. Thanks, Drew. Uh, you can go and we're going to take this second year of high picks and, yeah, you know, yeah. see what else we can build.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think if they, if they could get, you know, I think they have the 40th pick that's a spot where if, if one of those guys, you know, if they apparently they like corral, that seems to be rumored from, from the minute they traded Russell Wilson was that they were, uh, you know, a fan of his, like that's an intriguing spot, but I, I don't know that I would do it. They have nine, I think from Denver.
0: Yeah. That's I don't know that I take a,
1: a quarterback there.
0: No. <laughs> now all
1: that said, do I think, you know, one or two quarterbacks go in the top 10? Yeah, probably they will because there's enough, uh, there's enough market for it, but I, I mean given how how good this defensive line group is, offensive line group is, like, I just man, I think if you take a quarterback top ten, you're gonna regret it.
0: Mm-hmm. I I get that sense that you and I are both on the same page here that the the better the better landing spot for these guys is later. Because there's a chance you'll have better you'll have yeah. better resources yeah, around you.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it just, you know, I mean, it sounds stupid on the surface, but, you know, expectations change depending, you know, and, and not only expectations, but how soon you're, you're forced into the lineup. Mm-hmm. And, and that, I mean, that was the thing with Willis. Like, I feel like if the lions could take Willis at 32 or 34 or 35, wherever they are in the second round. Sure. Because then you could probably get by with starting Jared Goff for eight games and then maybe turn it over to him in the second half of the year.
0: Yeah, but figure out when your buy is.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, but if you spend the number two pick, the thought is going to be, "Hey, why is this kid on the bench?"
0: Mm-hmm. You could
1: have had, you know, big time defensive lineman or offensive lineman. You chose this quarterback. You better get him in there. Mm-hmm. Who and, do you... you know? That's that's fan pressure, but but it matters. Yeah. I mean, that you know, teams bow to that stuff. Look at look at the Bears last year with Justin Fields he's not going to, you know, by what, week three or four he was starting.
0: The, uh, so what are you going to say,
1: though? You started to ask something.
0: Do you have a feeling on number one pick who or best player available for you? Oh, man, that's tough. I mean. Uh, There's a lot of good guys available. And a lot of a, a lot of good defenders. A lot of you know, the the receiving as a Packer fan, the receiving yeah. class seems incredibly deep. Agree, agreed.
1: I think that I mean you're not going to take a receiver number one overall,
0: but but yeah, the Lions might do it at could, too. They could, yeah.
1: I mean, I I think yeah, you know the. The two guys from Ohio State, Wilson and Alave, uh, Jamison Williams, who also was at Ohio State but then ended up at Alabama. Um, you know uh, who else? Burks from Arkansas, Dotson from Penn State. I mean, that's a really good group. Uh, number one overall. Gosh, I, it's tough. I mean, I, I know that the prevailing thought is Aiden Hutchinson, and I don't think that's a bad pick. You know, I, you know, I think he's going to be pretty good. Um,
0: it's you know, a, it's a smart pick because yes. it's it, it's a high floor pick right yeah, especially yeah. if you're not in the market for a quarterback here
1: right which they're not mm-hmm. um, you know and and it, you know like pass rusher has almost become the new offensive tackle i mean i remember when we used to we used to discuss these like in college and the safe pick was always to take the offensive tackle that does not feel that way anymore because so many of these guys, like the offensive line play in college is so different, and you re- almost have to reteach them when they get to the
0: NFL. Well, and you and, can, I mean, look no further than the Packers. Bakhtiari, you know, Elton Jenkins, these are not first-round picks. Right, And these exactly, are all pro-caliber exactly. offensive linemen. Remember, you know, go back, I know it was several years ago, but I think it was 2013, there were four offensive linemen taken top ten
1: and that was Eric Fisher was number one. He's been decent, but not anything special. Luke mm-hmm. Kuechly, or not Luke Kuechly, um, Luke Jokel was number two. He's out of the league. Uh, Jonathan Cooper was like number six or seven. He's out of the league. Chance Warmack was picked. He's, he, you know, like, I mean, so that was a good lesson in like, yeah, these guys who are supposedly great offensive linemen, it's, it's a 50-50 proposition whether they can play in the NFL.
0: Yeah, but... If you are a good pass rusher in college, you're probably a good like pass rusher in the pros Exactly. Now. It's fairly
1: translatable. You might not be superstar. You know, I mean, that's never a guarantee. But, yeah, I, I think high floor is a good way to put it with Aiden Hutchinson. Like, at the very least, he's a good, solid starter for you. And yeah. you want better than that with a number one pick, by all means. I mean, you know, you, you, you want a pro bowler, you want an all-pro, all that. But, but if you don't get it, you know, you want at least a serviceable player. And I think he's that. The the name I'm hearing more and more pop up is Travon Walker from Georgia, which is a crazy rise. Yeah. Because like at the start of this he was like, ah, oh, maybe mid first round, and now it's like, yeah, they might take him number
0: one. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you another guy who falls in my elite recruit, therefore trust it, yeah. is uh Kayvon Thibodeau was just gonna say like you know it feels like it's
1: become very fashionable to knock him and he's not good at this or he doesn't do this but like he's pretty darn productive and good at oregon teams had to game plan around him like yeah i i absolutely think he could still be a really big time player
0: well and i think about rashawn gary where it was like right. he was like an elite recruit and then he was productive but you're like good, is there yeah, yeah like did he really hit expectations Tigers drafted him the first round the first year. You're like, man, this is a, yeah. like just a waste. Right. And, and now he's the best pass rusher they have. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, when you ask the question about,
1: you know, who would you, you know, number one player, like, he comes to mind. I think uh, he's not probably going to go number one, I guess. And and there's some thought he might, you know, fall out of the top five even. But, gosh, I, I think he's pretty darn good. Um, and, yeah, I mean – and and this is a position again a position you wouldn't take number 1 overall but Kyle Hamilton the safety from Notre Dame I think he's really 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 good I mean I, you know like whoever gets him in the 5 to 10 range I think is going to be really pleased
0: well and this is an interesting thing cuz we've seen the li- middle linebacker creep up right in drafts yeah. that's been a, a thing uh, yeah. you know and people talk about like well is that really good value is safety a good value? It's like, well, right. if if he's Ed Reed, it's great value. I agree. I yeah. mean,
1: I'm, I'm saying these things. I said it about receiver. I said it about safety. Like, oh, you don't take them number one overall. I don't agree with them.
0: Oh yeah, I'm no, I know. It, I'm just, just on
1: the standpoint of like uh, they're not going to. It's re- You know, it's unrealistic. But completely, like, you know, if you get a really good player, who cares what you took them? I mean, yeah. you know
0: that. that I, I, well, is, I mean, it's Janikowski, right? Yeah, exactly. He was great for what twenty years, close to twenty years for the Raiders. That was a good pick, and and I mean, you know, yeah. the could, they, could they could they have gotten him later? Maybe, probably. But yeah, but they but, got him you know, here, and yeah, I mean, there's there's a fine line there because
1: you don't want to pass. I mean, I just said it about like taking a quarterback in the top ten, and I think you're passing on better players. In the next breath, though, I would easily say that if, you know, let's say Carolina takes Kenny Pickett and Kenny Pickett goes on to be a, you know, 12 year starter and he makes a few Pro Bowls and they get to the playoffs a few times, then it was a good pick because you answered that, you know, that was worth it. So it's tough. I mean, I always, one I always go back to, uh, it's permanently in my brain, is when we were talking about him just a bit ago Russell Wilson with the Seahawks. When they took him third round, my reaction was, man, you could have got him a round or two later.
0: After what? after signing Matt Flynn. Exactly.
1: Yeah, like, oh, you didn't, you know, you could have taken him the next day, but, I mean, who cares now? He was your starter for ten years, you won a Super Bowl, you got to another, yeah, was the right pick. Uh, I mean, who cares? Nobody goes back and says, you know, yeah, Russell Wilson was a good pick, but boy, you should have waited and got him in the third, or in the uh, you know fifth round. No! Who cares? Mm-hmm. So, so, I, yeah, I don't agree with that. I, and, yeah, if you get Ed Reed or you get Troy Polamalu or, you know, someone like that, number one pick, sure, yeah, it'd be worth it. But, again, you know, teams are they're stuck in their ways. And, and you know, you think, well, a pass rusher or an offensive tackle is more important than a safety.
0: Mm-hmm. Whether you agree with that or not. And, and, I mean, I guess there's some merit to it. You know, there is it's but it's a question the of like the same way.
1: i don't know but.
0: yeah it, you know and i know it varies by need and it varies like there's a lot of things but yeah you know if you were starting a team you know or finding a guy to build around if that's your guy that's your guy you know look at um mm-hmm. the the linebacker from Tampa i'm blanking on his name Derek Brooks. Derek Brooks. Yeah, yeah. Like, that guy anchored that defense forever. So, right. wherever you picked right. him would have been fine. Would have been worth it. Yeah, exactly. You know, the yeah. Steelers yeah. have that now with... with um, DJ Watt. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Yeah. That, that pick is great. It doesn't matter that, like, maybe they could have traded down and still got him. Right. They, they got right. him where they got exactly. him. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, you know, I don't know. I... I don't know. That's, that's always one of those, you know, tropes that, you know, well, you're going to take a quarterback or a defensive end or linebacker ahead, or I don't know. Um, I mean, you know, I guess there's a reason that linebackers or outside linebackers, defensive ends make more money than safeties generally because teams value them more. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I think Kyle Hamilton is, is pretty darn good. And a a name I'm, I'm intrigued by, albeit cautiously is, is uh, Derek Stingley from LSU. Because, boy, after his freshman year, he was gone. And then he barely played the last two years. He was hurt. He was in it, you know. But, like, maybe being in the NFL, he, you know, the sort of that Rashawn Gary, what you said about him, like the talent's there.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and if he's motivated, which, you know, LSU was such a mess. Like, they, they had a messy 2020, and then last year was a disaster. So, I was like, he, he felt like he was just biding his time till he could go in the draft.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and you and I have talked about this with ASU players and things, but there there comes a point where if you get hurt or kind of hurt, yeah. is it worth it to come back? Like and, what is, well, you know, and, and exactly. I
1: mean, I remember I can't remember what Stingley's injury was last year, but it was like after week two or three, you know, he was hurt, but uh, he's going to rejoin the team later in the year. And I'm like, dude, no, he's not. And he never did. Like, you know, that sounded good, uh, but he was not coming back, nor should he have. They had nothing to play for and he's got everything to play for in his future
0: yeah yeah it's not worth it Yeah. You know? yeah
1: so he's he's intriguing i mean it seems like he's uh you know he's gone from like top five you know pick to now maybe he's not even the first corner taken a lot of a lot of people love the kid from cincinnati gardner mm-hmm. um so i'm i'm you know like he's one of those guys that I, it wouldn't shock me if he ends up you know, never really making it. It's like, man, he was a flash in the pan. He had this great freshman year, and that was it. But it also wouldn't shock me if he was a Rashawn Gary type, where it's like, after three years, different position, obviously, but, yeah. you know, after three years in the league, we're like, wow. Yeah, that guy was a uh, All-American in high school, and then he was a freshman All-American, and now he's a an all-pro level player in the NFL, and, yeah, we should have seen this coming.
0: hmm Yeah. It, it's fun. Isn't it fun? It is.
1: It is. Hey, I love this. Yes, yes. So, so one other thing. Back to quarterbacks. Uh, we usually discuss like give me it. Give me an off the radar guy. You like anybody? Anybody beyond those first six that you think have any chance to latch on?
0: No. It's not a tremendously deep group this year. I, so I'm, I'm not expecting you to have it. I was gonna say I. So I gave a quick look. I and I think the fact the the lack of enthusiasm I had about the top five, I had yeah. a really hard time generating it. Lower, do you have someone? So
1: one name that intrigues me, not I'm not saying he's going to be you know an NFL starter, but at least he could you know be a good solid backup for a while. Is is Jack Cohn from Wisconsin yeah. slash Notre Dame? Yeah, uh, you know that that's the that's the name that came to mind, and another one that I'm I'm interested in, and I think you would be too.
0: Is Brock Purdy? Just yeah, to see
1: what what becomes of him.
0: Well, if you want leadership and a good guy, it seems like yeah. Purdy would be a good fit. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, he's he's limited physically, and he you know he makes some some you know bad decisions on the field. He you know he threw a lot of interceptions in college, and you know so I, like I don't know, but I you know as a as a sixth or seventh rounder developmental guy, he might be an interesting. And to
0: you know latch on to yeah and look that that stuff matters a- as we talked about the uh potential quarterback musical chairs and you could go sure. find your guy how i said you could trade for baker right. yeah you go talk to the ravens about huntley you you know you can exactly and yeah. and you can find guys as a team down there who yeah. you can turn into yeah. something yeah i mean i don't i wouldn't expect cone or purdy to ever be you know
1: a regular starter. I'm not at all suggesting that. I mean, you know, you never know, but I don't see that. But I can – could either or both
0: of them be, you know, a uh, – Kellen John Clemens?
1: Clemens. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yes, thank you. Kellen Clemens, uh, our, our go-to career backup guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think so. You know, like, uh, you know, be around Chase Daniel, uh, uh, Drew Stanton. I mean, the names go on and on of guys who, you know, played – and I put that in quotes, played in the NFL for a decade plus by, you know, mostly holding a clipboard, uh, mentoring a young guy.
0: Well, I mean, how about Jim Sorgi, who was Peyton yeah. Manning's backup forever yeah. and right. never took a snap. <laughs> never did
1: much, but, you know, had a nice long career doing it. Yeah. I mean, you know, that like Cone is from the, from the tree that, well, I mean, Wisconsin's had a ton of those guys, it feels like. like yeah. Aside from the one year with Russell Wilson, it feels like Wisconsin has the same
0: quarterback every year. They just yeah. give him a different name every like three years. Yeah, but it's the same guy. We well, got Tolliver, Sorgi, right? Uh, Brooks Bollinger, uh, Brooks
1: Bollinger, Stocko wasn't there? Yeah, Joel John. Stacco. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was the kid who uh, Stave, Joel Stave, Joel
0: Stave, the one that played the game. That here, I mean,
1: like some of them, their names even sound the same. Mm-hmm. Sorgi, Stocko, Stave. Like it, I'm telling you, it's it's all the same person. They just recycle <laughs> this guy. We've been fooled into thinking they have different players. They're the same guy over and over and over again. Yeah, just change the number. Just change the number and the name. Slightly alter their face a little. Like, yep, yeah, that's a different quarterback.
0: Or don't. Uh, nobody even knows anymore. Nobody
1: knows, exactly. So, so so that's, you know, Jack Cohn fits that profile. And thought he had a pretty good year at Notre Dame, honestly. It was it, it started yeah. bumpy, but he, he weathered the storm and really, really looked pretty solid. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, not... First three rounds, but if I could get him in the fifth or sixth round, sure. I, I'm I'm
0: not hating the value on that pick. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it. That's so we'll that, that's how in, uh, you do it. Nights. That's yeah, who you draft. Yeah. That's what's going to happen.
1: That's right. That's right. From the from the man, this man who you know way back when said he didn't think Matt Ryan was going to be any good, mm-hmm. and would take Chad Henney and Brian Brom over Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. But you know I keep coming back. Yeah. Hey. That was a bad take. You can't get much worse than that.
0: Yeah. I mean look look around at the bad ideas we've had. They're <laughs> you know. Right. right. <laughs> that it, And that it, said, I'm going to defend myself just a
1: little. Chad Henney is still in the NFL. So take that.
0: Yeah. And it wasn't your fault that Brian Brom got beat out by Matt, by Flynn. Matt Flynn. No, exactly. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Ryan Brom is one that really, you know that that is one that I look back like, man, where where did it go wrong for him?
0: I mean, it's not you know, it's not Ryan Leaf, but it is no like no, it's not. But you know, very productive in college,
1: uh, you know, blue chip guy, uh, second round pick, and I mean, did he ever even go to a second team after the Packers?
0: He must have, right?
1: You'd think so, but gosh, I don't remember him being anywhere, not for long, at least.
0: I mean, he but, never played.
1: No. I mean it was just like kind of crazy how it went south for him.
0: Let's see here. In his career, apparently, I'm looking, he threw okay. for two hundred and fifty-two yards.
1: Okay, so he
0: he got somewhere. No TDs, five picks. Do you wanna do you wanna venture a guess what team he played for? So he was a Packer, oh eight, oh nine. Then oh okay. nine and ten, he went to another team before going to the Vegas Locomotives, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, oh, and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Jeez,
1: okay. Uh, let's see. My first guess is the Bears, but I don't think that's right.
0: He. Uh, uh, it's not the Bears, is it? It is not. I'll tell you the this. Bears
1: are a popular landing spot for quarterbacks for short runs. It feels like, but
0: he he made his first NFL start in December of '09. Losing okay. 31 to 3. Um, but he did throw TO's 1000th career reception pass. Bills? It is the Bills.
1: Okay. Okay. There you go.
0: In 2010, he competed with Trent Edwards and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Man. For the starting quarterback cool. job. Okay. With okay. Edwards named the starter. Uh, in the preseason, Fitzpatrick and Brom alternating as his backup. Brom was demoted so, to third string at the start of the regular season. Edwards was released, so he moved back to second string behind Fitzpatrick. He was uh, allowed to start the final game of the season, a thirty-eight to seven loss against the Jets. So he made two career starts. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's two more than I thought, but uh, still, <laughs> that's a
1: that's a name that's like, man, we're. Where did it go wrong for him? Because after his junior year of college, you know, how I just said, like, oh, next year's quarterback class looks great. He would have been that guy mm-hmm. in 2007, going into the 2007 season. Been like, oh, he's the guy. And then he ends up going second round, and it just never happened at all.
0: He back up. He was drafted
1: in 08, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. He was backing up. Chase Clement with the Las Vegas Locomotives.
1: Okay. Gosh. Isn't he a coach now for his brother? Yeah. Purdue? He is. I thought so, yeah. Is he, is he the offensive coordinator
0: or something like that? I, I believe, believe he, a- according to his Wikipedia page, he is the co-offensive coordinator and quarterback okay. coach. Okay. Okay. Well, good for him. Conference USA Freshman of the Year in 05, Orange Bowl MVP 2007. Yeah.
1: It was. It was. Yeah, I was gonna say he was because 06 was his junior year, so it was the 07 Orange Bowl. They they went like eleven and one, and yeah, I mean he was uh, he could have come out probably been a pretty high pick, but came back and and it kind of it was Matt Barkley ish. Like he, he should have come out after his junior year, would have gone much higher.
0: In the NFL, no TDs, five picks, two hundred fifty two yards. In the CFL, one TD, five picks, nine hundred seven yards. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, at least he threw for one professional touchdown, I guess. Yeah.
1: But again, going back to it, yes, I I remember very well, you know, telling you I thought ah, I'm just not sold on this Matt Ryan guy. Now he's probably going to go to the Hall of Fame, and Brian Brom will probably go to the Hall of Fame as well someday with a ticket.
0: <laughs> I mean, I assume that he's in the uh, Louisville yeah, Hall of yeah. Fame. But Louisville, I was thinking, can. Uh, but yeah Louisville yeah yeah
1: and you know I mean he's coaching nearby maybe he's already gone to the Hall of Fame but he will never see his own bus there let's say that
0: yeah um well look we we've gone through we've done it We have.
1: we have yes so we'll we'll see in a couple of weeks we'll we'll discuss after the first round and you know or after the whole draft I'm sure how things shook out who went where and you know, if we want to revisit any of our takes at that point, and uh, you know, then here we go. It's it's on on the road to the twenty twenty two season. Once that's done,
0: yes, it is on like Donkey Kong.
1: That's right, that's right. Yes, and we get to see many a good thing, including Paul Tyson tearing up for ASU mm-hmm. and probably be the next year's Kenny Pickett. I assume
0: one can only assume that. Uh, I
1: would assume that's correct. Yeah,
0: you know. Yeah. But until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.